Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And, and the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. All right, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. How is everybody doing out there? Doing swell on a morning. Woohoo! November is here. Yeah. Yeah, explosions. Let's hope the kitty doesn't close the show today because she is all over the computer. She loves sitting here. She usually ends up on the computer. Beebe. Yeah, that's the beebe. All right, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. Let's find out for the besties since it's November 2nd. Oh, how many days until Christmas, folks? You're not going to believe it. 53 days until Christmas. 54 till it's over. <laughs> uh oh. There's a, yep, there's a bouncing. Oh, she just fell trying to. To get to the bouncing Christmas package on the, sorry babe, <laughs> bouncing Christmas package. I hope everybody had an awesome Halloween. I know I did. I love handing out kids. Uh, I love handing out kids to candy, <laughs> to trick or treaters. Here, I found this in the neighborhood. I think it's the neighbors. You take it. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I love handing out candy to kids. <laughs> they're great, especially when they're all screaming in the neighborhood. I was here last year. They get all excited because I, I um, always get new animatronics. In fact, last year, just on a last year, last night. Wow, what kind of weed am I smoking? <laughs> Good weed, I guess. My weed. <laughs> um, last night on my way home from work, I hit up Spirit Halloween, and I walked in the door, and they had the three animatronic items that I was wanting but didn't want to spend that much money on. And they had them all for half off. So I took them. <laughs> They're awesome. I got a creepy little doll with uh, doll, other doll heads in a bag that are wiggling around. She's carrying a butcher knife. I got a little skeleton dressed in a skeleton suit that jumps out at you. It's really cool. And then I got Bubba, this giant doghouse with this crazy dog that comes barking out at you <laughs> with glowing red eyes. It's awesome. I'm done. But I got them all for the price that Bubba would have been. 
So that's good. <laughs> oh, Stevie Nicks this week. Holy cow. Can't even believe that. I won't even sing it. <clears throat> wow, that was a really good bong hit. I'm looking, speaking of bongs, I'm looking at, um, we have in from Pulsar, from Shire Pipes, the Lord of the Ring Pipes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they are super magical. I got the dragon one. Um, but I think I'm going to get them all because, you know, why not? Because <laughs> uh, I can't. Um, but they're absolutely beautiful. I watched a whole little show on how they're 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 made. It's pretty cool. And they come with uh, three pipes, the pipe cleaners, um, with some very interesting tools. <laughs> and I'm going to have to look online to look at. What is that? It's got a... a like I'm going to open this up and do a little product review right now. Looks like that's what we're doing. Three screens, three pipe cleaners, and oh, look at that. Would you look at that? The mayor. Just kidding. I can't help myself. I go into bits of a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Mayor. Have fun. All right, um, so this is some sort of stand. I don't know what, I'm. Mean, it's a picker. You can scrape it. It's a scooper. You can scoop stuff out. And what the heck does that say? I don't know. But maybe you can... Oh, a damper. Oh, jeez. Man, this thing comes with all of it. So you can dampen your stuff. Perfect. You can pick it around. You can scoop it out. Uh, and then you can screen it out. And you can clean it out with your pipe cleaners. This is awesome. This is 60 bucks down at Tumbleweeds Health Center. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down, folks. Come get certified. Save 25% on your weed. Guys, actually, you're saving 16%. If you're in the rec program, everyone's in the rec program. If you're 21 or older. If you're in Arizona and you're buying recreational marijuana, um, you're paying 25.1% sales tax, I think it is, or something very close to that. Um, if you get in the medical program, you're only paying 8.7%, which adds up quickly, like holy cow. Uh, so not only that, you get protection from your landlord, you get protection from your employee, and the state even backs you up if you've got guns and your weed card. Let me tell you that from personal experience. Yes, in DD. Um, this pipe is really beautiful. I think there are three or four different pipes. It's a hob pipe with the ring lettering on it. Um, yeah, this is great. Come on down to Tumbleweeds. We might even might even take a smoke from it because I put one of their really cool screens in there. The, the, this is a – whoever came up with that was just genius. Donors are smart, man. They are. Donors are smart. The screen – is look it's a it's like a what are those tea balls that you would drop into your little teacup but it's so it's past the ball so it fits nicely into your um your pipe and then you put your herb on top whatever herb you know or smoking but you can use tobacco if that's what you're doing um don't recommend it but that's all up on you oh let's say hi to the uh chat folks out here there if you want to chat you can go to tumbleweed tell center check out the radio section there's a link to get there um and we'll say good morning, ganja lovers. That's what we used to always say. Um, with a big old smile. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. We're happy to be here. Can't even believe it's almost 2023. That is just crazy. 
Woo! Yeah. All right. So Tumbleweed Cell Center. Come get certified. Um, card's good for two years now, so that's great. You're going to save a ton of money. You get way more medicine. You get larger amounts of medicine. You can get a you can get a you get a candy bar that's like a thousand milligrams for one candy bar, and you're kind of like, why anybody need a thousand milligrams in a candy bar? Well, there are those folks a um, that are pretty sick, and um, they need uh, a lot to treat whatever it is they're going through. So. Um, and that that includes getting the RSO. I don't think you can get RSO in the um, <clears throat> recreational program. I could be wrong, but I don't think you can. You're limited. Well, maybe. You're limited to, no, 100 milligrams, 10 milligram squares. So, yeah, you don't get very much. So if you get in the medical program, you can get um, as much as you need uh, every two and a half weeks. So, yeah, there are a lot of patients that they need a higher dosage for it to affect them. I know I myself am one of those. Uh, I know Amnita and Anita amnesia every time. Oh, that's funny. Um, I can't even get to my laugh. Uh, every time. Can't even say it. But I know her tolerance level is high as well. Um, I know Silver Sister will get knocked out at about five milligrams. No, actually, I think I think she's worked her way up. Maybe 10. I don't know. Some people are just super sensitive to it. Some people have just do it, been doing it for a very long time. Cleaning my uh, my little grinder here. These grinders are great with the little teeth catchers at the bottom because I love my teeth. All right. Teeth, folks. It's what the trichomes, which are the little uh, THC crystal molecules that have crystallized on top of your plants and the sticky part that in nature traps your bugs and your and your bad things floating in the air that you don't want to get to your bud. Um, but the trichomes are, are where the THC is and um, part of where it is. And uh, they crystallize up. They get all hard. And then they fall. They're really teeny tiny, so they fall through that screen. And keef is what hash is before it's hash. So there you have it. So we could call it cash. Ha-ha. <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. All right. All right. So, tumbleweedcellcenter.com. If you want to get certified, you want to save a whole lot of money, and you want to talk to a doctor, which a lot of people do, and um, we do offer the telemedicine uh, for those that can't or don't want to leave their home or it's just too far to get to, we will talk to you. Um, we're offering a special right now for 249 That includes everything. That includes the $150 state fee. Uh, that includes seeing the doctor, processing your application, taking your picture, all that good stuff. So what conditions qualify you for a medical cannabis card? That would be PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, it runs the gamut, uh, dementia, uh, all the way, um, and all of those in between. I think there's 20-something, 29. Cachexia, wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And you're also eligible for a medical cannabis card if you're getting treated for something and you don't hear it on the list, but it's causing something on the list, list even if just the medication is causing something on the list, you can get your card. 
If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can also reach us at thctucson at gmail.com, or you can step on by at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come check it out. Um, we've got all sorts of new things for sale. So we've got some lots of hemp socks. We know you guys love your hemp socks or your, or your weed socks. Come down and get those. All right, let's see what's going on in the news today. Oh, you know, I read or I saw something interesting. Um, Arizona's cannabis market suffered a loss of nearly $7 million in August as both medical marijuana and adult use recreational sales dropped about $3.5 million each from the previous month, according to the most recent report from the um, Arizona Department of Revenue. The losses were offset, though, as ADOR revised July's totals upward by almost $7 million. Despite the overall reduction, total cannabis sales passed the $980 million mark for the first eight months of 2022 and will likely approach, if not eclipse, 2021's $1.4 billion before the year ends. The medical marijuana market continued its steady decline in August, dropping to $34.1 million, a dip from the revised $37.3 million in July sales. The current decline in medical marijuana sales began in March, although totals have not come near the $71.3 million reported in July 2021 or the $73.3 million in March 2021, the largest month since recreational sales began in January of, 20, <coughs> or of that year. Adult use recreational sales have also experienced a decline since April's record high of $81.2 million, despite a brief rebound in July. Revised July sales estimates show Arizonans purchased $78.1 million that month. In August, sales slid slightly to about $74.5 million. That's per month, kids. Holy, oh my Lord. Yeah, that's crazy. That that's a month. <laughs> oh man. Huh. Okay. Adult use. Um, <clears throat> September 2021 was the last time medical marijuana sales were larger than recreational. That month, ADOR reported 63.4 million in medical sales to the 58.5 million in recreational sales. <laughs> But every month's reporting since then shows the two programs going opposite directions. In October 2021, medical sales were about 65.1 million, the last month uh, over month increase, and recreational sales were 65.6 million. Since then, the programs have charted uh, dramatically different trajectories with the recreational program now outperforming medical sales by more than $40 million. Yeah, that's because they're catering to recreational and they're not treating medical people very nicely. Just my take. Uh, 
Total tax revenues for medical and recreational sales for August were weighed in about $20.5 million, with about $11.9 million from the 16% marijuana excise tax. That's what you're paying on top of the 8.7 you already pay. <clears throat> July numbers were revised upward to a total of about $21.8 million, with about $12.5 million from the excise tax. Taxes are divided and dispersed by the voter-approved uh, Prop 207. One-third of taxes collected are dedicated to community college and provisional community college districts, 31% to public safety, police, fire departments, fire districts, fire responders, and 25% to the Arizona Highway User Re uh, Revenue Fund, uh -huh. and 10% to the Justice Reinvestment Fund dedicated to providing public health services, counseling, job training, and other social services for communities that have been adversely affected and disproportionately impacted by marijuana arrest and criminalization. Um, I want to look up what this uh, Arizona Highway User uh, Revenue Fund exactly is. Um, I call her. <laughs> Um, uh, but we'll get to that because we want to find out what the revenues are from. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, in tax collections, the Arizona Department of Health Services re releases monthly reports on the medical marijuana program that includes sales by the pound as well as the number of qualifying patients in the state. The ADHS reports are one month ahead of the ADOR financial reports, so the medical reports offer a glimpse of what is likely to come in medical marijuana sales. The September ADHS report shows the continuing decline in participation and sales for Arizona's medical marijuana program. <clears throat> from August to September, the number of cardholders in the state dropped from 144,678 to 136,010. In June, the number of active cardholders was 191,682. Since January, when patients purchased 9,273 pounds via nearly 600,000 transactions, medical marijuana poundage sold through September <clears throat> has dropped nearly half to 5,061 pounds. Um, Arizona voters approved adult use recreational marijuana in 2020 with the passage of Prop 207, the Smart and Safe Arizona Act. Medical marijuana began in 2012 in the wake of the passage of Arizona Mar Medical Marijuana Act 2010. All right, well, there you have it, folks. Um, well. There really are a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, um, people are having to pay a lot more in gas prices and food prices and other things that they weren't, you know, expecting to go so far up. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, life's gotten expensive out there. It's pretty kind of ridiculous. So I think people are really um, penny pension and um, just trying to hold on to what they have. So I think that the cost of a medical card m might seem daunting to them, 
but I don't think people realize all that comes with it. Um, you get, uh, well, it's 249 right now. We're the lowest, I think, in the whole state. And um, you get, uh, for two years, you get to pay just the 8.7% sales tax, which is awesome. Um, that alone is going to save you thousands of dollars depending on how much you purchase in the, over the course of two years. Also, um, you get more medicines. So you're very limited to what you can get. You get like a half a gram of concentrates in the recreational program. It really is to recreate, and that's fine. That's, you know, do, be it as it is. But if you need more medicine, if you want more medicine, you get two and a half ounces. I almost just said two and a half pounds every two weeks. <laughs> That'd be good. I need two and a half pounds. <laughs> you do get two and a half ounces every two weeks. Really, really, really wonderful doctors on staff. Um, you get protection from your landlord. They can't just kick you out because you use it and you have it, especially now that it's recreational. Um, but you do get medical. Um, land, some landlords will tell you that recreational is not okay, but if you're, you have a medical card, then you are okay with that. Um, that's up to the landlord's discretion, so that's just another reason to get your medical card. Um, you're protected from your employer. A lot of employers will try to say that just because um, you use it at all, even if you're not using it during work, just because you use it, you can't have that job. Well, that's just, that's bogus because a lot of people um, are on prescription medications and they go out in the world and they're all vicodined up and oxyed up and not that they're popping it at work, but you know they pop it before they go, and away they go. Um, so, yeah, uh, there are a lot of reasons why you should keep it. Um, and, in fact, if you go to TumbleweedHealthCenter.com, you can find out why yourself. So, um, if you go to the... I believe it is the educational section. We have a medical versus recreational program. And I'll go ahead and just read a little and remind you <clears throat> a few of the reasons why. <laughs> um, so, why it's best to keep your medical card? Well, it's good for two years now, and the price at 250 means it's, that's that's two years. So cut that in half. That's a lot cheaper than you know what it used to be. So that's a good reason, right? Um, you get better legal protection against um, felonies, fines, and jail time, that's for sure. In the rec program, if you're a seat over, you're getting a misdemeanor. I know they call it a petty offense, but it's really a misdemeanor. And you can get fe uh, felonies, fines, and jail time for having too much medicine on your person. Uh, in the medical program, you get two and a half ounces every two weeks. And I'm not saying, but, um, you know, I, <clears throat> I've looked up... Um, I've made some purchases recently, uh, some tinctures and things and some candies, um, and uh, they're not showing up on my patient portal, so maybe I'll get even more. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? At any rate, you should, you're only to have an ounce um, in the rec program. You get an unlimited amount of concentrates in your um, medical program. So a lot of people that are using the RSO 
um, Rick Simpson oil for for whatever reason. Uh, you can get that at a lot of dispensaries now. I do believe you have to have your medical card because it's pretty potent stuff. If you <clears throat> live in an area that's 25 miles away from a dispensary, you can grow 12 plants instead of the six. But good news is everybody gets to grow 12 plants if you're 21 or over. Um, only two adults per household can do that, though, so that limits the household to 12. But that's still a lot of plants if you know what you're doing. The medical program is um, required to test uh, mandatory third-party testing to ensure the safety of their products, and the recreational programs are going to test uh, in-house. Hey, Vinny. What things that score? Yeah, boss. Uh, okay, no, li no limit on animals uh, it, or the, the form that they can take. Uh, in the rec, I guess that doesn't even matter, but in the rec program you get squares. But I do kind of think it's neat that I've got these gummies over here that um, we were given at the Blunt Brunch. And um, they're in the shape of little pot leaves, and it's kind of fun. So it is kind of cute. Anyway, but they're like 30 milligram gummies, 50 milligram gummies. You can't get that in the um, reg program. You get 10 milligram gummy gummies and 100 mil milligrams, and then that's it. You're done. Um, in the medical program, like I said, you can keep your gun rights. Uh, people say you can't. Federally, no one can have narcotics, which is what they consider cannabis. <laughs> they consider it a narcotic. Um, no one can have narcotics and weapons at the same time. That is pretty illegal. Um, so, um, in the rec, yeah, if you don't, if you do have guns and you have cannabis on you at the same time, and you get pulled over for whatever reason, you are in a lot of trouble. If you have your med, med card, you're not in as much trouble, or maybe none at all. Um, no THC limit in the amount uh, you can have in your medical products, um, but you can only have 10 milligrams of THC uh, in each package. Less tax, and that is probably um, the biggest, biggest, biggest boon of this program. In the medical program, you're paying 8.7% sales tax on your medical cannabis, and you're getting all those benefits. And in the recreational program, you are paying 25.1% sales tax. Ooh. And that is not something that we like. Something that we do like is
But shit, it was 99 cents. I'll be blazing and smoking it. About to go and get some munchies next. Passing up on those cracker jacks. Reese's pieces are where it's at. Gotta get me some soda pop. Cotton mouth has been creeping up. I can't remember where I put my keys. Yeah, that's what's up. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix. Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks. They have frozen burritos. I bought frozen burritos. I bought some Ben and Jerry's. And then I bought some Cheetos. Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. Welcome back to Weed Day Wednesday, y'all. How's everybody doing on this fine November morning? I can't even believe it. I've got a candle lit. Ooh. Uh, that's just mostly to cover up the smell of cats, though. <laughs> ah. <clears throat> what do you call a stoner with two splits? I don't know. Double jointed. Oh, dork. Cop asked the guy, how high are you? The guy responds, no, officer, it's high. How are you? (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, What happens when you eat marijuana? You get a pot belly. And lastly, why is a roach clip called a roach clip? Because pot holder was taken. Couldn't help myself, too. (laughs) <laughs> Funniest 15 weed jokes of all time How did fish get stoned? From seaweed Sorry I can't even can't even help myself I know 
All right. Oh, back to Weed Day Wednesday. What was that? Oh, products. There's uh, products. Oh, let's see. Um, what's going on? Here's what happened when I used topical, uh, a CBD topical for getting tattooed. Oh, interesting. Whoa. And they show a person with, like, more tattoos than you could imagine on their hands. <clears throat> All right. Getting tattooed, the CBD topical may be the aftercare product that you need. Tattooed people are some of the toughest individuals around. Nope, I cried like a baby. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't cry, but I wanted to. Man, that that hurt. I got it on the inside of my wrist. Because I didn't want to do it on my on the inside of my palm, which is where I wanted it. But that probably would have hurt even worse. Anywho, the heavily tattooed aren't prone to lifting uh, heavier weights or be more likely to capture an MMA championship, but they sure can take a shit ton of pain. This is from High Times Magazine. <laughs> but they glutton for punishment, uh, be a glutton for punishment, a lover of art, or something else entirely. The tattooed sit through the off-suffering experience of several needles at speeds between 50 and 3,000 times per minute, and we keep coming back for more. While the machinery and process have improved over the years, wow, I would hope so, getting tattooed is still painful for the artists and customers alike. Penetra- penetrating through five sublayers of the epidermis or one sixteenth of an inch into the skin, a tattoo can make uh, even the stiffest of upper lips wince. Mm-hmm. For the artist, years of tattooing in hunched over positions does a number on the body. Back, eye, neck pains are typical as well as headaches. But the tattoo community is like any other. A lot of people consume pot. Artists do so on or off the clock for recreational and medical reasons. Some tattoo clients report satisfying results using cannabis topicals, highlighting their efficacy during aftercare. The two to three week healing period for a uh, tattoo is critical. And mistakes can lead to health concerns and a new tattoo lacking saturation. <laughs> In, uh, an abundance of topicals are already on the market, but few have focused on tattoo aftercare. Uh, more rare, few if any, have attempted to address client pain and inflammation during tattooing. A few months back, while getting tattooed at Brooklyn's Electric Anvil, uh, my artist, Tron, mentioned a CBD cream explicitly focusing on tattooing and aftercare. Tattoo Nectar, the Michigan-based 250-full-milligram CBD topical startup, was launched this past 420 by grower Organica, uh, Green Fish Seeds, and veteran tattoo artists Julian Bass and Danny G. CBD topicals are a dime a dozen, and someone is always looking to cash in even on niche uh, markets. But the combination of tattoo and cultivation expertise piqued my interest. Maybe this isn't just a cash grab claiming CBD cures another random pain. To find out, I got some tattoo nectar, selected a pop-themed flash tattoo from Tron, and set out to see if CBD <clears throat> tattoo care is a hunk or a hunk of bunk or a possible new option. Depending on the artist, we recommend aftercare process may vary from lax to almost regimented with lightly applying an over-the-counter skincare ointment, typically Aquaphor, for three or so days. Then switch 
to unscented lotion <clears throat> like Aveeno for approximately 11 more days. Application uh, amounts will vary depending on the shop recs. Oh, all right. Got a message. Happy November and happy birthday month. That was really nice. Um, <clears throat> and it is both. Yay. Another method is the product-free dry healing uh, method. Some artists say the process is a safe, all-natural approach, while others feel it carries risks to your skin and tattoo quality. Weirdos like myself endorse it because it makes the bed you share with your girlfriend color. How someone puts up with me remains a mystery, but that's for another article. There are also skin adhesive bandages like Second Skin, where clients uh, keep the same dressing over the wound for several days. I tried the method earlier this year in Austin, Texas. I'd definitely do it again, especially if I can avoid the familiar ink stack where excess ink and plasma slosh around between your epidermis and the bandage. It's kind of like a gross human waterbed. Hmm. Uh, prior to starting development on Tattoo Nectar two years ago, Bass recommended clients rely <clears throat> on antibacterial soap and avoid direct sunlight early on. He suggests unscented lotion in the following days, applying only when the tattoo itches. He also used adhesives at times, but adhesive uh, against uh, tegaderm, uh, oh, advises against tegaderm after two tattoo damaging experiences of his own. Tron recommends nothing for the first first five days, then switching to unscented lotion. However, she and other artists note that, like drug consumption, everybody reacts differently. If you don't experience an ideal effect, consult with a professional and consider your changing course. No matter your preferred aftercare method, tattoos should be kept away from the direct water exposure while healing, save for quick cleanings in the shower sink. The tattoo will likely go through several noteworthy healing phases, Expect blood and plasma leakage early on. A few rounds of scabbing may come afterward. The urge to itch will rise as body hair grows back in. Fight the desire to scratch or pulling, uh, risk pulling off unhealed scabs and diminishing ink saturation in those spots. Ointment application guidelines remain the same as well. Start with a small amount, covering a fingertip. Begin to cover <clears throat> the tattoo in a thin layer of jelly. Avoid using excessive amounts or risk washing out your tattoo, making it look like it's been on your skin for a decade. Less is always more, Tron said. Uh, Organica emphasized using the cream during the, the tattoo process, uh, piquing my interest. Um, tattoo artists typically use petroleum jelly to help keep blood at bay and Bactine as a minor numbing agent. I was excited to see what CBD might be able to do in place of these two items. Bath feels CBD's off-reported anti-inflammatory and skin hydration properties and a shea butter-based cream benefit both artist and client. Um, <clears throat> tattoo, quote, tattooers are used to the feel of the weird layer of petroleum and glide over it, he said, noting that shea butter absorbs into the skin, leaving less of an oily surface for the artist to work with. I wasn't expecting any topical, say for a number, uh, numbing agent, to entirely remove the pain, but what I did notice was a slight cooling relief when getting tattooed. The effect was particularly noticeable when resuming tattooing after a quick break. The first one or two uh, touches from the gun to my skin after a break are the worst moments during uh, any of my tattoos. The first couple interactions 
still hurt with tattoo nectar, but the cooling effect cut into the pain, making the transition back to the needles less jarring. Boy, they don't really make this sound like I want to go get a tattoo right now. <laughs> Although if I did, I'd stone the area where I was going to get it done. <laughs> wow, and this tattoo, that's absolutely beautiful. That is a gorgeous tattoo. All right. The most beneficial impact of CBD was by far on the final product. After several hours of tattooing, skin is often red and swollen from the trauma it just endured. It's one of the many reasons why artists re- uh, request follow-up photos several weeks after to see their work in its healed glory. Note the difference between Tron's tattoo in June to the results after a three-hour a three-hour quarter-sleeve session with the incredible Yoni Zilber back in 2021. Um, okay, so not sure here. All right, well, there's different tattoos being shown here, and they're all very good ones. Um, oh, there's a W. Must be for Wow Wow West. All right. Okay, this comparison also reminds me how badly I washed out the black ink in Yoni's sleeve with excessive ointment. Much of the black is now a blue-gray, a look I enjoy, but not what I set out to get. Time to book a touch-up session. So, huh. Hmm. Well, I don't know, but it looks really pretty. There's a W on a skull. Um, Ever the habitual over-applier ointments, my first non-dry heel tattoo in several years, was a new but familiar experience. The first notice, uh, difference I noticed was the sensation between CBD creams and petroleum jelly. Even the slightest dab of aquifer can be a greasy mess on clothes and anything it comes in contact with. Someone like me who erroneously layers it on might as well put a bubble around that new tattoo or risk leaving a trail of oily touch points for the next few days. <laughs> that in mind, I remain conscious of running into people or objects with CBD cream on. (laughs) I still felt more moisture than usual, but it didn't feel like I had sticky goop on me. Rather, the feeling went away like any shea butter topical mite. Overall, I didn't notice much of a difference between tattoo nectar and Aveeno, though my skin appeared to stay moist longer with the tattoo nectar. Instead of applying a lotion three or four times a day, I used tattoo nectar once in the morning and once in the evening. After two weeks of applications, my new tattoo heals equally to others that utilize dry healing or other ointments. As a proponent of dry healing, CBD slash tattoo nectar didn't convert me on after uh, aftercare methods. Still, after two and a half weeks, my tattoo maintained its saturation. My skin still needs to heal, but that is common for me. So there his ta- is his tattoo. Um, <clears throat> speaking my interest most was its effects on um, tattooing and pain management. Tattoo nectar provided a noticeable cooling sensation while keeping inflammation slightly at bay. Tron and others at the shop took notice as well. Well, I definitely plan to use it more and see how how that affects other tattoos, Tron said. Since our session, she reports tattooing seven to 10 additional clients with the cream, all to positive results. She reports other artists at the shop showing interest in using tattoo nectar or CBD cream, particularly with black and gray tattoos. Well, I would imagine that it would help with the inflammation and pain with any color tattoos. 
with CBD nectar or CBD slash tattoo nectar seemingly holding up to the first challenge, I'm now excited to see if it can sustain its results during a more extended tattoo session. I'd also like to try other CBD topicals and doses to assess their effect. I'm also interested to see if the company can survive. Cannabis is an oversaturated market where even quality products struggle to break through. Meanwhile, Tron wonders if it can be made into a spray as a vaccine replacement. Hmm, pretty interesting. Bass said that uh, the company continues to remain a small batch organization promoting through word of mouth recommendations in the tattoo community. Acknowledging the long and often sacred uses of tattoos, cannabis, and psychedelics alike, he said, the company hopes to honor each practice properly. He said, cannabis and psychedelics are excellent for connecting with oneself. In tattooing, quote, you submit to the pain and you accept that I have to take the ride, he said, quote, using this experience as you will. And remember that everyone's experience varies depending on a range of factors. Stick to the trusted uh, products that offer clear test results on their website and or product packaging. Hmm. All right. That's from high time. That's interesting. So, yeah, I would imagine that um, it would help with the pain and inflammation and overall healing. And I, I wonder... Um, so I, I haven't got, I haven't had a tattoo since, geez, it's been 20, 30 years since I got a tattoo. And like I said, it was on the, it's on the inside of my wrist and that was very painful, but I can still kind of see the colors cause it's hidden. You don't, it's not something you just walk around going, Hey, people don't even know I have one. They ask them like, Oh, do they have one? I'm like, Oh yeah, I got one. Um, <laughs> uh, Nazca. Human sacrifice victim used psychedelics before death. Oh, study of ancient remains um, has revealed that a Nazca child sacrificed in a ritual ceremony more than a thousand years ago had consumed psychedelic San Pedro cactus prior to death. Well, that's an interesting story. <laughs> um, and Schumer Senate is very close to passing the Safe Banking Act. New York regulators release guidelines for cannabis retailers. Let's see what's going on there. New York's Office of Cannabis Management has released guidelines for recreational marijuana dispensaries, which are expected to be opening in the state by the end of the year. Let's see how New York's going to do it. Boy, that's pretty purple weed they're showing right there, too. I love it. The New York Office of Cannabis Management didn't even know that that existed. No, we did. We probably read about that before. Uh, released new guidelines for retail adult use cannabis dispensaries only weeks before the state's newly re, uh, legal recreational marijuana market is expected to launch later this year. New York lawmakers legalized cannabis last year with the passage of the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, the MRTA, with Regulated sales of recreational marijuana slated to begin by the end of this year. Regulators began accepting applications for adult-use cannabis dispensaries this summer with a program that sets aside the state's initial recreational marijuana retailer licenses for those with past convictions for cannabis-related crimes. The guidelines released last week are designed to help prospective marijuana retailers to develop their business and operational plans. 
Quote, this guidance document serves to provide the framework that will assist conditional adult use retail dispensary licensees' plan for how to operate their dispensary before regulations are formally adopted. Um, the new rules give guidance on issues including cannabis dispensary record keeping. Whoa! Almost just got attacked by two kittens. You guys, what the heck? They just came tearing down the <laughs> tearing down the hallway. They were fighting all morning. Oh my lord! Um, they give guidance on whoa, there they go. Record keeping, employee training requirements, and inventory management. The rules require adult use dispensaries to source their product only from regulated distributors and outlines what types of merchandise can be sold. The document also includes guidance for cannabis sales via in-store, drive-through, and delivery channels. Under the rules, dispensaries must be located at least 500 feet from schools and 200 feet from buildings that are used solely as houses of worship. The agency noted that the guidance will govern adult-use cannabis retailers until Complete regulations are approved and posted online, which must occur before the recreational marijuana officially opens. Quote, compliance with any current and future state rules, regulations, and laws is required by all licensees to remain in good standing with the office. Quote, the OCM wrote in the introduction to guidelines. Quote, the guidance document provides clarity on what the office's expectations are in relation to those regulations and laws currently in place and the regulations that will be um, made in the future. After reviewing New York's guidance for adult use cannabis dispensaries, Kaylin Kastetter, managing director of the consulting firm Kastetter Cannabis Group, told local media that the OCM's initial rules seem relatively standard for the industry, but he added that one of the section of the new rules could cause problems for the fledgling industry. According to the new guidelines, the, quote, true parties of interest, quote, behind dispensaries, including owners, passive investors, service providers, are prohibited from having an interest in any business that is licensed to cultivate, process, or distribute cannabis in New York or any other state. The regulation effectively bars multi-state operators commonly referred to as MSOs and other vertically integrated cannabis companies from doing business in the New York market. Quote, I see what they're trying to do, but it's a very protectionist approach, Castetter said. What it basically says is, if you are a business in any other state, unless you only own a dispensary in any other state, you can't be part in any way, shape, or form a retailer here. It's very anti-MSO. Brandon Kurtzman, partner at the cannabis and psychedelics law firm Vicente Setterberg, said that the, quote, release of this guidance speeds up the implementation and standing up of the CAURD licensees because it foregoes in the minimum 90-day comment period that would be required for new regulations, quote. Quote, without the required public comment period for new regulations, there isn't a formal opportunity for potential licensees and stakeholders to provide feedback based on practical implications and lessons learned from other markets, Kurtzman said. However, as we've seen with other guidance released by the OCM, it's subject to updates and changes. So it'll be interesting to see if or how this guidance changes as 
CAURD program evolved. Earlier this month, New York Governor um, Kathy Hochul confirmed that the state's first recreational cannabis dispensary will open this year, with nearly two dozen shops opening by end of December. In an interview with the Advanced Media New York editorial board on October 5th, um, Kathy said that uh, the state's plan to have 20 conditional adult-use retail dispensaries open by the end of 22 is still on track and that another 20 retailers would open about every month after that. Uh, <clears throat> Governor said, noted that New York's plan to regulate recreational cannabis includes social equity provisions designed to ensure that those harmed by decades of cannabis prohibition have a path to ownership in the regulated marijuana industry under the state's regulations. The initial 100 licenses for adult-use cannabis retailers will be awarded to applicants who have passed convictions for marijuana-related offenses. Quote, we're going to make sure that this is a model for the rest of the nation, especially with our desire to make sure that people have been, who've been affected by the criminal justice system adversely have the opportunity to work in this area. All right, New York. All right, New York. Let's do it. Let's do New York. Well, there you go. Um, Social equity programs. I think Tumbleweed Suspensary is coming to New York. A hundred a month? Is that what they said? Twenty a month? A hundred a month? Wow, that's well, that's crazy. But so there you have it. Um, But after the social equity licenses are handed out, then I think um, everybody else will have their chance. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Look out, New York. Here we come. Whoop, whoop. All right. Thank you for listening in Tumbleweeds or Tumbleweeds Health Center. Sponsored Weed Day Wednesday Golf Clap. Woo. Can't believe it's Wednesday. Can't believe it's November. What's the weather over there, Silver Sister? Thank you for tuning in. What's going on in on Grand Island, where we're going to have our first ever um, Tumbleweeds Health Center dispensary on Grand Island? I love it. <laughs> uh, today it's going to. I think it's only. I think it's going to be like 79 or something silly here today. Um, let's see. Yep. Oh my God. TM heard it here first. Yeah, 70, well, we're going to get to 77 today. See, 77, lucky numbers, we're in. Um, 57 degrees, ooh, that's cold over there. Yikes. Well, um, folks, again, thank you for tuning in to Tumbleweeds Health Center. And if you need more information, you can go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And uh, come visit with one of our doctors. Come see our awesome staff. Uh, We are here to get you certifications Monday through Saturday. That's right, folks. We're open Saturdays, 10 to 3, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6 p.m. If you want to get certified, cruise on over to the certification section. You can book your appointment right there. It takes you right to our calendar. Um, You can pick your, um, let's see, pick your appointment time, see the schedule. um, And then um, if you want to know, Conditions qualify you for a medical cannabis card. That would be PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, 
HIV, Hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, uh, including dementia, cachexia, <clears throat> wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. You are eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition or just the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition that causes any of the above conditions and more. So that's right. If you don't hear something, if you didn't hear fibromyalgia or migraines or anything like that, don't worry. Um, We can help get you certified if it's causing something on the list. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. You can come on in six days a week, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. And don't forget our um, new shop. Well, it's actually been a year old now. The Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Go check it out. Lots of really great Great, great products over there. Um, <clears throat> all right, one quick little news bit here. Americans use our marijuana are still drum roll, and we should be back live now for the very last part of our show. Am I right? Are we back live now? Can you hear me now? You should be able to hear me now. Can you hear me now? Oh, I don't know anymore. Well, folks. <laughs> Again, yep, we're good. We're back. Oh, my Lord. Well, you know what? I think that's a sign. We're going to just call it. We're going to wrap up the show and say thank you so much for tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. We love you. You're awesome. It's November. It's Thanksgiving. Let's be thankful for our week. And come on down to Tumbleweed and get one of these cool new Lord of the Rings types. Serious. I just really like the screen in it. It's really awesome. Um, I can't wait to smoke out of it. I know it feels kind of special. I haven't used it yet. Um, but they're only 60 bucks. Come down and check them out. They're absolutely beautiful. And um, remember, as always, be smart, be safe, and educate. We love you guys. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. Have a good one. We will see you next week. Happy Weed Day!